I'd like to share with you a sticky story about being so stressed on the topic of frozen peas. You're at the home of Sticky Learning, MBM, Making Business Matter. I'm Darren Smith and we're trainers to the UK grocery industry. I worked in the corporate world for many years at the head office of Sainsbury's. I was frozen veg buyer. And one of the things that the buyers were asked to do at that time was to present as a subject matter expert on a topic. And it was a bit about presentation skills, a bit about raising your profile in front of senior people, and a bit about sharing what you knew about your category. And that was fine. So the schedule was published. There were about three, four hundred buyers, and a few of us got chose to go first. That's great. And the schedule said that in six weeks' time, I was due to speak about my category, or one of them, frozen peas. I did what most people do. I put it off. I don't know anyone who doesn't put off the stuff that they just don't like doing, or they consider isn't urgent and important. That's if they've gone through that conscious decision-making process to arrive at is this urgent and important? Eisenhower's Boston Matrix were worth looking up. I hadn't done that. Subconsciously, I think I'd gone, hmm, that's not as hard as this stuff I'm doing right now at work. I need to negotiate prices, have supplier meetings, and so on and so on, manage the category. That can wait. And I did what most people did and put it out of my mind. Coming up to the six weeks and a few days before, the thoughts were of, oh, I must do that presentation. I really must get that done. And my days in the run-up to that went like this. I'd arrive in the office, let's say 7.30, 8am. Grab a cup of tea, coffee, and then go to my desk, and i just have a quick look at my inbox. I'm looking through my inbox. Someone would come over, they'd just joined. Hello, hello. Good morning, and I was still looking through my inbox, just getting a sense of what's going on. But then I'd look up probably an hour and a half later. I'd had a couple of people at my desk, I'd answered their queries, I'd done a lot of emails, or so, or so I thought I had at the time, and then into my half nine, ten o'clock meeting. That would last an hour and a half, couple of hours. I'd spin out of there and just have another quick look at my emails, knowing that I must get this presentation done. It was certainly coming to the front of my mind, and someone, my boss, had asked me about it. Are you ready for Thursday's presentation? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'll be fine. I've just got to do these meetings and get this done and, and clear the decks I even think I said. So I'm checking my emails. This is just before lunch. Okay, and then I'll have a... a a sandwich with one of my team, we'll talk about a project. Good, we've done that, we've had a sandwich. I'll just have another check of my emails before I go into the two o'clock afternoon meetings. If I can just get that out of the way, then I know I'll get stuck into this presentation. And of course, I came out of the meeting, my boss had called me into another one, so the half past three had just ended. I then got into one at quarter to four. I was in there for an hour and a half, knowing that I must come out 
and just get this presentation done. I came out, span out of that meeting, went and checked my emails again, got stuck into a problem that had come up on email, and before I know it, it's half past six. I must get a presentation done, I must get it done, it's on my mind now, okay, it's tomorrow, must get it done, it's 4pm tomorrow. Now what happens is we're putting off, we're procrastinating, as the time management gurus would say. What my subconscious has done is it knew I had six weeks to do it, but here's one of the reasons why it put it off. Because it knew, if I'd started it, let's say two weeks in, and that's a Wednesday, for instance. And it took me about eight hours to write the presentation. What would happen is I don't trust myself, as we all don't. Meaning that if I'd started that presentation four weeks out from the deadline, and I completed it in eight hours, I know what I would have done, and it's what you would have done as well. You would have started to tinker with it. Play with a format, put a few more slides in, Maybe we'll get some dancing people on stage. Wouldn't that be fun dressed up as frozen peas? It's because you don't trust yourself. You don't trust yourself that you knew it would take about eight hours to do. You wouldn't finish at the eight hours. You would continue. Whereas if you have a hard deadline, as in it's four o'clock tomorrow, I've got to stand on that stage. I'm then going to start it at 6 a.m. tomorrow. You've worked out in your subconscious. I will just get it done just over the line, ready to go. So I want to raise that awareness with you. That's why we put stuff off, or at least one of the reasons, I'll come to another in a moment, but that's one of the reasons we put things off, because we don't trust ourselves that we won't continue to tinker with it, whether it's a presentation or a meeting or whatever it is. So let me plant that seed for a moment. Let's come back to the story. So in a panic, that night, I think it was about half past six, seven o'clock, I had a very good friend, account manager who worked for Birdseye, and I phoned Mark. Mark, I've got this presentation tomorrow. Great, great, Dad. So what do you need from me? Well, I've got this presentation. I, I need you to write it. What? It's half past six. I'm out tomorrow. I've got, I'm seeing Tesco or whoever tomorrow. What do you mean you're seeing Tesco? And then obviously that conversation happens. Well, when did you know about this? Six weeks ago. Well, why didn't you ask me then? Well, ignore that. We need, to, we need to carry on. Can you help me? I'll tell you what I'll do. And Mark says, I'll try and get some stuff over to you, some facts, some information. We might have a couple of bits, but, you know, I haven't got much time now. Okay, g give me what you can. I go home. Mark, I check my emails at, ho at home. Mark sent me some things, but it's not what I needed. My brief wasn't clear. It was panicked. Mark didn't have much time. And what I got was about 10 facts of peace. Panic. What am I going to do? And I did what everyone would do. I pulled an all-nighter. I knew I had meetings tomorrow that I couldn't cancel. I hadn't thought far enough ahead. And I worked. And I said to Gail, my wife, I'm going to have dinner. Then I'm going to go into the study. And I'm working all night. And that's what I did. And I worked all night. And the pressure that comes with that and the stress is not good for anyone. And we're starting to learn that, learn more about that with well-being now and mindfulness. Now, some people say, ah, but you don't know. I work better under pressure. No, you don't. The research says you don't work better under pressure. You just work faster and more stressed, and it's not good. 
it's not good for your health and you won't do your very best work. So I had a big presentation to some senior people. The audience was about 180 in our auditorium at Sainsbury's. And I had to present this. And I'd been up all night. And all I'd got was 10 facts from Birdseye. Not their fault. My fault, absolutely. Now the presentation went very, very well. But that's certainly not the moral of the story. Yes, I can pull it out of the bag and wing it with the best of them. But that's not how I want to work. That's not how I want to lead. That's not the example I want to set for people. I don't want people who work for me to do that. So what am I trying to teach them? What am I trying to help coach them to arrive at? The snowball theory. Alan Lakin said, and he was the original grandfather of time management back in the 60s, he said that starting something you're putting off, you're procrastinating, procrastinating on is a bit like Swiss cheese. You just need to poke the first hole in the cheese. His other metaphor, which is more my favourite, is it's a bit like taking a small snowball and rolling it down the hill. Once you start, the snowball will gather. And before you know it, you are making huge holes in the cheese. You're making a big dent, big dent in this project. You are nailing it. And you are nailing it without the stress. And you're perceived by others to be more in control, more calm. Let's give that project to that guy. He gets it. He'll get it done. He gets stuff done. We all want that reputation. We don't want the reputation of, oh my God, there he comes. He's stressed out of his eyeballs. It's probably something we knew about three months ago, but he's now starting on it now. And the impact on his team or other people is that they're now going to be stressed and working late because he hadn't thought about it far enough out. When I was training a few years back, I was talking about Alan Lakin's example, uh, metaphor around the snowball or the Swiss cheese, whichever one floats your boat better. And one guy was having that reflective moment. He was, uh, uh, his learning style was a reflector. And I just said to him, I, I get you staring in space. I do that hugely when I'm learning. I just wanted to ask, what's hit home? And he said, I've had on my to-do list. He had a to-do list, which was great. He said, move house. And then I went into sort of coaching mode. I said, okay, now you know what we've talked about over the last 20 minutes. What, what are you thinking? And he said, it's wrong. And he was right. What he's writing on his to-do to -do list is what the time management gurus call a woolly mammoth. Something big and horrible that you're never going to touch. And I said, okay, so what would you do? He said, well, I, I don't know. And after a while, we got him there. And he said, okay, this is it. And he wrote two words on his to-do list. Rather than move house, he wrote, phone solicitor. And he said, I can do that. And the, the joy in his voice was amazing. Because he said, it's been on my to-do list forever, but it was always so big. It was that big woolly mammoth. He said, but I can phone solicitor. In fact, I'll do it at lunch. I'll phone him and just see what mortgage I need or what legalities there are. He had something he had to do around that. And he came back from lunch, he phoned the solicitor and he said, yep, the papers are on their way. Then I can phone the estate agent tomorrow and they'll no doubt send me houses through the post all day long and then I'll go and see one. And, and that was it. The snowball was rolling down the hill. So if you are procrastinating, 
it's normally based on an emotion of fear, fear of getting it wrong, fear of not doing my best, fear of, I don't really get this, I don't really understand it. My top tip is to start very small. A very small practical action that you can do, like phone solicitor. And what I should have done with that bird's eye frozen pea presentation is not waited six weeks, of course. The first thing I should have done within that week of getting the brief was to phone Mark and say, Mark, can you help me with this? You guys have got all the category data. I can turn it into a great presentation, but can you just give me the data? And that's a term we use, get the hairs running. Just like in a greyhound where you want to get the hair out of the track first before the greyhounds come after it. So in summary, start small and the snowball will roll. Thank you.